0: Troops, here we are, another Eagle podcast, another fantastic guest, um, coming all the way from the Greedy Gringo. Kyle, how are you doing? Thanks for coming on the show. I'm good, thank you. Yeah, how are you? I'm very good. Um, Good. The power of social media has brought us together, Um, and a a friend of yours and a a guest that I had on on the podcast told me about you, and I went and did a little bit of research. Um, What is the Greedy Gringo, and, and, and
1: how did it become a thing? Is that a question?
0: That's the first question.
1: Um, right, okay. So how did it become a thing? It's a really long story. How long have you got? Go for it. We've
0: got 45 minutes.
1: Right. <laughs> so I used to be, well, I still am a chartered accountant, but I used to wow. work in like, big businesses. So I used to work, the last job I had was at the head office of Morrison Supermarket, Right, and since university, I got a degree. In, I'll go back to uni, so I got a degree in marketing. Yeah, then, um, I got a job working for Marks and Spencer's head office. Yeah, um, doing um, well, what did I do? Um, oh, this is terrible. Hang on, I'll start again. I'll start. Go for again. it. I'm sorry, no, it's all right. <laughs> this okay. is it. Oh. Yeah, so going back to university, I got a degree in marketing. Then yeah. I worked for a company that was sort of part of Hallmark Cards, and also part of Max Spencers, and they trained yeah. me as an accountant. Um, then I worked for the head office of a bank or a building society, actually. Uh, then I worked at Morris's head office. Anyway, I just decided that the corporate world wasn't for me. I was like, oh, this, I just didn't like. I don't, I don't. It's not that I would say I hate accounting. Like everybody always says to me, oh God, yeah. Oh, it's because you were an accountant. Yeah, that must be so boring. I don't think that was the the most boring bit. I think it was the like going to work, sitting at the same desk ninety yeah. every single day. You know, like once I remember, I went to work. A party in the car park. A woman pulled up behind me, and when I got out, she told me off for parking in her space. I think, <laughs> like, that, that, that was that was the limit for me. I was like, oh my god. I was like, because I would just park anywhere. Do you know what I mean? Like it's just there's definitely no spaces but people people are like little ants like robots and I just couldn't do with it and I was like is this what life is like you just come and sit at a desk for eight hours a day and then you go home and you feel like you're doing absolutely sort of nothing I know you could be very busy during your day and do lots of things but like what are you actually achieving with your life so one day I decided the only thing the only I could basically change it and nobody was going to come in and say to me, oh, do you want a new job that you find really interesting? Or do you want a cool life where you get to go traveling around the world? I was the only person that was going to do that. Yeah. So I called an estate agent and I said, please, can you sell my house? And he said, oh, come and see. Because I thought that's the only way I'm going to get a lot of money to be able to go traveling around the world for a long time. Yeah. So I decided to sell my house to release equity. I got on his stage and he said, oh, I'm passing there this evening. I'll come round." He valued it three days later it was on the market and then in two days it sold oh wow and you I'm must like, have oh a... actually happening so i sold my house and everything i owned like anybody that anybody that knows me on facebook that listens to this will remember like i created an album on facebook called for sale because i couldn't be bothered <laughs> posting things on ebay and I just, like, did my own little marketplace on Facebook and, like, just shared it, and all my friends shared it, and I sold, like, everything I owned, like, my car, wow. my furniture. Like, the girl that bought my house bought, like, a vast amount of the furniture. Like, I literally had nothing left, like, just clothing. clothes. And, like, she would do, you think,
0: do you think if you hadn't sold your house so quickly and maybe it had gone on for a few months, you might have changed, you know, that... The fact that it just sort of happened sort of forced your hand, do you know what I mean? Do you think it had gone know. on...
1: Yeah. I don't think it would have changed my mind, no, because like the actual legal process of selling the house took over three months, which I know is oh, okay. quite normal, but it, we had a bit of a few hiccups and stuff with surveys. Um, so the actual process took a long time. Do you know what I mean? Like it was when I say it sold in three days, I just mean I got an offer in three days and I accepted. Um, the whole thing took a long time, but I was so determined. It's like I was sat at my desk that day and I was like, I can't. I don't know what to do with life. I felt very like, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? I can't just have this life sitting at a desk thing. I just can't do it. Mm. And it was like a moment in my head where I was like, this is what I need to do. It wasn't like, oh, I want to do it to be reckless or I want yeah, to yeah. go traveling or I want to do this. It was like, this is what I need to do at this point in my life. It's like, I need to start again. And I need to sell everything I have and start afresh. So I sold that house, but then I released a lot of equity for it. Then I went and bought another house. And, <laughs> I got, and, and I got the keys to it six weeks before I was due to fly. Cool. And I, it was an absolute wreck. Like the oven had a cat bed with cat shit in it. in the oven. Oh,
0: wow. You bought it. There was like open
1: no door. It was stank of like cigarettes and piss and stuff. It was awful. So in six weeks, I completely renovated this, another house, which I then rented out. Right. Um, Wow. They'll have that house now and it's in Leeds and they rent that out. Yeah. And I got on a plane to Mexico just with a one-way flight and that was it. And I went to Mexico and was like, I'm going to just set off traveling and see where I end up. Where where in Mexico did you go? Because um, I've
0: done a few places in Mexico um, and one of them wasn't touristy at all. One of them was like proper real life gangland Mexico. And it was pretty scary at the time, but I just rolled with it. Um, And I definitely was the only gringo in town as well. Like that was the, that was the dance. Do you know what I mean? Uh, Yeah. I stuck out like a sore thumb. I remember thinking to blend in, I'm going to wear a Barcelona shirt. Who knows why? Who knows why? (laughs) 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 But these these are the things. I went to a place called Chathamall. Chathamall. Oh yeah. It's it's just across the border of Belize. Um, Yeah, 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 yeah. uh, And it was, it was an experience. It really was an experience. Um, Yeah. And uh I wish I'd learned a tiny bit of um spanish um espanol because I was just um I was just flat on my feet, you know what I mean like no one and I mean no one spoke a word of the Queens, and I was like, this is gonna be the first time I've ever been anywhere where no one spoke any any English at all, and you yeah. know you have that moment where you feel like yeah, I feel dead embarrassed. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know, just pointing know loudly, true. pointing yeah. loudly and, and pointing at things. Um, yeah. Yeah. Go on. Yeah. Where did you go? Mexico.
1: Um, yeah. I only actually, in Mexico, I only flew, I just flew to Cancun. Yeah. Because it's like a good way to get to Central America. Yeah. I? Yeah. I didn't really see any of uh, Mexico. Um, I was starting out, I, then I stayed in Mexico, just in Cancun for a couple of days. And then I was going to Belize. And I got oh. a tiny little aeroplane with like six seats and flew to yeah. Belize. And I lived there for two months doing some volunteering, teaching a charity in the Caribbean how to do accounting, basically. Um, do you know what? It, yeah, it, it, it's funny because
0: I was I was based in Belize. I, I was based oh, wait, on yeah. Saint, yeah, I was based in St. George's Key. I was um, I, I lived on the keys. Um, St. George's was like the third 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 island along. So you had like San Pedro or Key Corker, and then there was St. George's Key. And uh, yeah. our main base was obviously at. Um, at the airport, airport camp, uh, and I lived in Belize for six months. What a place! Let's talk Belize. Let's yeah, talk good. seaweed. Did you ever have yeah. any?
1: <laughs> did you ever have <laughs> any seaweed? No, I didn't, I didn't. know. Oh,
0: what you missed out.
1: <laughs> I did that. I had lots yeah. of. Um, I love. I had lots of. What did they always make me? Chicken um, and rice. They would always make me ceviche with out of those conch. Things, yeah. You no, know, those yeah. like sea snail things.
0: Yeah. Which used to freak me
1: out. It was, like, so tasty and nice, but also I would hate seeing them. Mm. Because I have a weird thing about snails, like, that's what I'm scared of. Where were you in Belize? I don't know why I'm scared of snails. Um, I lived in a little village called Sartaneja, which was, like, really far north, like, relatively close to the the Mexico border. Oh,
0: right, okay.
1: It's, like, a tiny little village, and it was, like, three hours from any other town in any direction. Wow. You could get um, a boat to one of the big like the main island what's the main island the touristy island called S- san pedro yeah you could get a boat there called the thunderbolt boat <laughs> and the boat itself took like an hour and a half even though it was a speedboat because it was like that far away yeah yeah um, did you yeah. did you did you ever get down into belize city yeah only a couple of times i went there on a bus um, <laughs> the buses are funny yeah the bus was, no, it was like the bus took like sorry I just swore the bus took like no don't worry about it I think it took like three and a half hours and it's like not even that far like Belize isn't a big country but the roads are so absolutely wrecked yeah like it'd take, you know to do like a hundred mile journey would take like four hours or something
0: you know? I on Belize like it is an amazing place and they had a saying they used to say right now which doesn't actually mean right now it means any time between now and the next like
1: yeah. day <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. You,
0: and, and I remember sort of like I, I had a few sort of local Belgian guys who used to sort of work for me and I'd, and I'd say to them have you done that job and they go right now and I'm like is that a yes or a no and they were like yeah right now I'm like right and then like later on they still haven't done it and I was like what's happening with this job oh right now and I was like this right now things we need to clarify yeah. the time scale because I'm not I'm yeah. not getting it. But yeah you yeah, you you're right about the buses. Um yeah I took one to uh, to the to the zoo in Belize from Belize City to the zoo uh and it felt like I was on there for like 10, 10 hours and it was something like thirty five miles away or something. I was like, Yeah
1: how is this even a thing? No, <laughs> like, no, no, it was just nuts. I was like I'm sure I could have walked this quicker. Yeah. There's like so many potholes like it was it was just oh god it was crazy I couldn't get around so I would always often be trapped in this little village I lived in because like it was just it wasn't worth leaving it for the weekend because you'd spend all of Friday like night Mm. travelling somewhere then you'd have to spend all of Sunday and the buses were like really irregular like there was like one bus left at 8am every day yeah it was like a rat came at like 10pm every day it was so bad so I was just trapped in this little village and I lived with this little family and the wife was from El Salvador, I think. Or... Yeah, I, I was going to sort of say, so the further you get away from the
0: coast, the more the sort of indigenous population is more sort of what you think Central yeah. American-wise, isn't it? And the people yeah. who live on the coast are more um, Afro-Caribbean, aren't they?
1: Um, yeah, they are, yeah. And also, like the, the you know, like, Belize speaks English, doesn't it? But yeah, for where I was, it was so close to Mexico, like, the first Spa- language really was spanish Yeah, most people understood and spoke english yeah you know so um, I, they would speak to me in english but with between each other they'd speak spanish
0: and and they also have their own sort of dialect don't they corazon and um, the yeah. Belizean people spoke like yeah. a, again a, a, a dialect of almost and uh i never ever really ever got the lingo of it but it, it's a dead fascinating sort of place because obviously from the good old colonial days, obviously we went there and took the coast and town and, and Belize itself has very sort of old-fashioned, picturesque um, British-style houses. You know I mean? Very, very yeah, um, yeah. flash. Um, uh, there was, I, I'm, I, think, I think I'm right in saying this, but they, they made a movie there featuring Chuck Norris uh, as well. I can't think mm-hmm. of it. Come to me the name, but no, Belize is a is a great place. Um, Absolutely, everything is imported, though, isn't it? They, 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 they yeah. don't. I, I remember the prices in the supermarkets yeah. were just sky, like sky high and yeah Talk about the prices!
1: It's so expensive for like imported things. Like, and then also like they don't have any for a beer. Do they? You have what was it called? Bellican. Bellican. yeah, Bellican, because they're Bellican company. Like, it's like kind of as a monopoly and. It controls all of like the imports yeah. with the government, and it bribes the government to have really high tariffs on imports. Yeah, It's so, like all you can ever get your hands on is Belkin. Yeah, um, crazy.
0: We we used to obviously being a part of the army and stuff. We used to have our own booze sort of brought in, um, and yeah. so we could get hold of likes of Heineken and Amstel and stuff, and, yeah. and 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 whiskies and vodkas, and um, people used to approach us to for us to sell them sort of beers and stuff like that, but. No, I had a great time in Belize and the, the weather, What we, I was there from sort of January to, to the summer so yeah. I saw like absolutely mental tropical s- thunderstorms to like some of the most gorgeous sunny days I've ever seen in my life um, but it's a, it's a special sort of country. How long were you out there for?
1: I was in Belize for like two months. Wow. Yeah, it is, it's a funny place. Like I don't honestly know how I feel about it, I have good memories from it and being there but. Also, Did, I don't know, it felt quite, it's a very, it's like nowhere else I've ever been. It's just bizarre in the fact that it's like this English-speaking country <laughs> of Latin America. Yeah. And it's um, so expensive and stuff, yet everybody's so poor. Yeah. It's so, so, like, disjointed. I, I, I,
0: it used to remind me, it, it's a, I know it is a long way from home, but it felt a long way from home. Do you know what I mean? You can go to certain parts of the world now and you don't really feel like you're that far away from home. But I think because yeah. culturally uh, and sort of just the way they are is so removed from what we know and what we like sort of, you know, Costa Coffee and 5G and and, and Comfort. And they're just, especially where you were staying, rural Belize, there just isn't any of that, is there? It's, no. It, it's, it's really going back. Um, but uh, it, it's an interesting one. We used to help train the Belizean um defence force, that was the British Army's role. We we did jungle warfare training there. But was, our role was obviously to um help train the Belizean Defence Force against the sort of Guatemalans because they had a they've had a bit of beef over the years. So um yeah the British Army's been in, in Belize for a long time. Unfortunately I don't really think there's that much of a presence anymore. And there used to be um the helicopter squadrons used to offer like sort of coastal rescue from there and stuff and do do that sort of stuff. So no, it's a, it was a cracking player. So, what was your role when you were there? You said you were doing charity work.
1: Oh yeah, like so, I was teaching a charity that looked after manatees in the Caribbean Sea. <laughs> how to right, right. I was teaching them how to do accounting. It was quite nuts. I got to meet some manatees. They were funny.
0: Yeah, do you know what? Um, with all the dangerous stuff that's in the sea, I don't know how the manatees survived. <laughs> like it is the oh. most. It's like a sea cow, isn't it? It's the most yeah. docile, slow, big, large animal I've ever seen. And yet, I don't know how it's still here because, like, the sea is scary. Yeah, <laughs> and, like, no, I'm And it's manatees just old. sort of, you know, they just sort of very slowly just move around. And definitely off the coast of Belize, um, you've got sort of hammerheads and tigers. Um, yeah. You know, big big sharks who probably be like, oh, that's a big, slow-moving thing. I'll just have
1: that. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. How they're still going, but I don't uh, know. Well, I think they live in like shallow waters in the coastline. I think. Yeah. Where like other animals can't really get to them and stuff. Well, good. Good thing that because like it was in the bay where like Saturnia was that they had a lot of them, and that's why there was a charity there. Looking after them. That's good of them, isn't it? Yeah, it's, yeah,
0: it's uh... good though.
1: So after Belize, where did you thing. go from there? But then I was just sort. I just set off my trip, and I just basically went travelling with like no plan whatsoever. I was like. I'll just see where I end up. So then I went into Guatemala on the bus. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was actually pretty good because it was Guatemalan company. So the bus was like a bit more fun up than like yeah. the Belizean buses. Uh, so I went to Guatemala, which I absolutely loved. And like, I just went traveling and I met people. And I stayed in really cool hostels. I stayed in this beautiful hostel, like literally on the top of the ma- off of a mountain in the jungles of Guatemala. And it had like an infinity pool outside, just like looking over the mountains and to the waterfalls in the distance. It was just absolutely stunning. Yeah. Stayed there for like I went and planned to go there for two days, ended up staying for like seven. I met loads of people, then I travelled around Guatemala with them and went like hiking and loads of really good activities and river rafting and things. And it was really good. I loved Guatemala. And then rather than being sensible and going to the next country, I then flew to Colombia. Wow. Because one of my friends, before I decided to sell my house and go travelling, I was meant to be going to Colombia with one of my friends in November. So he just went there anyway and met yeah. me. So I flew all the way from Guatemala to Colombia. I met him, that was amazing. I loved Colombia, but it was a bit rushed because, it's a, number one, it's a huge country. Yeah, huge. Yeah. Where he, did was you... on, he was on holiday, wasn't he? So it was like we didn't have loads and loads of time. Where, where in Colombia did you go? Well, on that time... I went to, um, we just did like the main things. We went to the coast, to the beach. We did some hiking. We went to Medellin. Wow. They're sitting there. Yeah, Mountain. yeah.
0: Medellin, we yeah.
1: Did you go and do the Escobar tour? No, I didn't. No? Did What did I do? Um, when we were there in Medellin, we did something. I forget now, it's so long ago. So oh, what do we do? Oh, I went I went on this hike where he went up to his old mansion where he the cathedral. Yeah. And it was like it was basically just a hiking route through some waterfalls that started at the cathedral. And yeah. It. But I didn't go right. in the cathedral or anything. So obviously
0: you've spent a lot of time in sort of Central America and you've obviously picked up a taste for their food, yeah. which I take it is where the greedy gringo comes from. But is there is there a name, is there a reason why it's called that? I'm sort of no, thinking
1: just- that someone no, I just kind of thought it was fun. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a great, like, it's, a, it's a great play yeah. of words. It's like I'm greedy and I'm a I'm gringo. am a gringo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like I ended up sort of, as part of my travelling, I ended up spending like, I flew all around and dotted about and I ended up spending 17 months in Latin America. Yeah. Altogether, uh, because I really enjoyed learning Spanish. I got a job in Colombia, which helped me with my Spanish. Yeah. I lived in Colombia for like seven months. I bought a camper van in Colombia and I drove it to Argentina. Wow. Um, and I just was like, on my trip, I was like, I need to figure out what I want to do with my life rather than being an accountant. And so when I was growing up, I originally always wanted to be a chef or something. And I've always loved food, like cooking and eating it. Well, and um, <laughs> then yeah, with I life. decided, you know what, like maybe I should give something else a go so I'll do something completely different. Yeah. And then I was like, because I've been in South America, I was like, that's a bit of an unknown cuisine in the UK. Like, I could easily come home and do a street food truck doing, you know, cool burgers or barbecue meat or pulled pork, but everyone does that now. So I was like, I want to do something different. I've just spent all this time in South America. I sort of speak Spanish now. Yeah. I want to be able to share with people like South American culture and food and, Sort of do it in my own way, and if I can teach people the odd Spanish word now and again, and I don't know, and share with people like this sort of unknown you know, everybody thinks that South America is being Mexican food, but that's not really the case no. at all. No, and South American food is very, very different from Mexican food. Talk us, could you talk us through? Obviously, um, we get
0: bombarded now, don't we, with these sort of Mexican restaurants and um el paso and all, all this sort of stuff and everyone's on on burritos and all that sort of gear what, yeah what is the difference is there a subtle difference or is there a large difference between central america and south american food well
1: i think there's a lot of crossovers like they have a lot of plantain and right. a lot of corn in the cuisine so you know you get tackles made and fajita well yeah. what, what we would call like fajita wraps like tortilla wraps They're always often made of corn flour aren't they yeah um so, yeah, there's a lot of crossover with, like, the main ingredients. So, there's a lot of, like, lime and chili and coriander, yeah. that kind of a thing. But then, like, for example, in South America, like, in Colombian food, say, for example, Colombian and Venezuelan food, you would never really see tacos. Right. They would selling tacos as foreign Mexican food. Ah, uh, right, okay. Yeah. And But they have these things called, like, arepas, which is, like, or, like, in Spanish, it's, like, arepa, like this. Like, A-R. Right. EPA. It's a bit, it's like a corn, it's made of corn flour and it's a little patty. Um, and then you cut them in half and stuff them a bit like a pita bread. Sounds good. So they're like a big thing. I do those as well Yeah. my stall. Um, and then you'd have like, say, you'd have like a lot more pulled meat and like carne machada, which is like, literally means like pulled beef.
0: Right. of Being
1: like stringy, stringy pulled, yeah, yeah. rather than like beef chunks. Like you know, if you had like fajitas in Mexico, yeah, 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 be more like strips of beef. Whereas in South America, there's more like pulled beef and stuff. Ah, oh, so cool chorizo sausage. Um, but chorizo in South America is like an uncooked, uncured sausage. Like, the, not the dry chorizo that we know, which is Spanish chorizo. Like in South yeah, yeah. America, chorizo is just basically a spicy sausage. So it's like the texture and size and thickness of a Cumberland sausage, but with like red wine, paprika and garlic in it. Wow. And you need to cook it because it's raw. It's not like the cured one that we get. Yeah, in yeah. yeah.
0: I'm really
1: um, good though.
0: I'm with you. Obviously, at the moment, um vegetarian, vegan, Meat free, dairy free, all of these things at the moment are seem to be exploding. So, yeah, have you adapted dishes to suit this new? Yeah, I don't want to say I don't want to say a fad, but it just seems to me like it is literally in the last 12 months, it's, it's just really, really exploded. Yeah, so obviously, people yeah. in, in your industries, you have to adapt quickly, don't you? So, you know, you don't want to lose a sale just because you've got um some sort of, I don't know, meat-based or dairy-based product in your food, and then someone will be like, oh, I can't eat it, so they walk away. But how do you sort of, how do you adapt it? And does does the culture out there, what would you say? Is it more sort of leaning towards eating vegetarian fruit and vegetables, or is God, it a good no. mix? But no. all no. meat? Yeah. yeah. Like in
1: South America, it's like you hear so many stories of like vegetarians that are traveling. Can were like, <laughs> can, I have, can I have the you know, they'll be like, can I have the chicken meal without the chicken sort of thing? Wow. For example, like a very typical lunch in a lot of South American countries might be like a piece of meat, some salad or vegetables and then rice or potatoes. Yeah. Um, And it normally be called like menu del día, which is like, means menu of the day. And you, right. say like, you just say, please, can I have the menu of the day? And it's like a set thing and it'll be like two pounds or something, you know, yeah. normally Soup with it and a, and a juice um, but people were like vegetarians would be out there and be like please can I have the menu del dia without the chicken and just a bit more salad and they oh. just don't understand like they, they, they can't process that in their head
0: it's like, no good know, being like, walk in South America then is it like, no. it's no good
1: there's like meat in everything like you do yeah. get vegetarian things but you know it's just like part of their psyche is like you need Mm. to to be a meal. Yeah. Like I have considered that it did go through my mind initially when I was saying the greedy gringo, just to go completely vegan with it. Like I'm not personally vegan. Yeah. But, but I understand why people are vegan and why people make that choice. Yeah. And I also, you know, I eat a lot of vegan food, not necessarily through any particular like life choice just because, I like to try new things and, like, sometimes I'm like, oh, that looks like a cool restaurant, oh, it's vegan. Well, I'm not going to be put off by that. I'll still be yeah. like try things out and just try new things. Um, like, I would like people to try new things with coming to my stall, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I decided in the end not to do it fully vegan because I think it's difficult, really, to get across, like, South American cuisine when it's vegan. Like yeah, it's not, it, it it's wouldn't. not going to be very authentic.
0: Yeah, it's not culturally, it's not culturally no. effective, is it? If that's not the no. way they go, then yeah, no, it's, it's, it's fair enough. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. opening a um, uh, an Eskimo restaurant and not selling whale or, or seal. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, exactly. it's <laughs> just not going to happen, yes. is it? Um, no, because that's uh, that that's what it is. Do you know sort yeah. of with what you're doing and, and the style that you're doing now? If you'd have gone back here, probably it the early two thousands and nineties you go to a fair, a festival, and it's the same thing. Burgers and hot dogs, yeah. chips, burgers and hot dogs, candy floss. I'm seeing now more of, like, um, a diverse range. Do yeah. you see that as
1: well? Oh, absolutely, yeah. And I think that's a good thing, though, isn't it? Absolutely, it's just, yeah. It's, like, more interesting, like, people are getting... <laughs> like, um, going back to the vegan thing that you mentioned, actually, yesterday yeah. I did Grub in Manchester, which is this big street food event called... Well, I'm just to yeah, get called Grub.
0: Grub, yeah, uh, yeah. On every Shout out weekend, to Grub.
1: And it's really, really good. Like, I totally recommend anyone to go. Yeah. But, yeah every Sunday, if you trade there on a Sunday, your menu has to be 100% vegan. That's like their thing. So, Sunday, they, you cannot buy wow. or sell anything that's not vegan. So, I had to do a fully vegan menu yesterday. Um, and, you know, that's that's an example of like, a lot of people I noticed yesterday were coming. They're not even vegan, they're just coming because it's something different to try and they want to come and mm. see who's like and see, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And people were a lot more adventurous yesterday, like Friday and Saturday when I was there. Yes, I sold out on every single day, which is great news, but also everything, you know, everybody was like, chips, 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 we want fried, we want loaded fries, we want loaded fries. Like that was so popular. On Sunday, the like other items, like the sides on the menu, which are very a lot more authentic, like plantain-based sort of yeah, yeah. sides that are doing things, were so much more popular on the vegan day because people are in the mindset of like trying new eat, things. Yeah, trying new things, and it was it was such an obvious difference, and I think that's a good thing because you know it's great that nowadays you go to a festival or a fair or like a market, and there's there's things on offer and everything's a lot more. You know, things have been elevated a lot more. Like things are. You're choosing from things which are of really good quality and people Mm -hmm. are, you know, like, yes, things are getting more expensive, but, you know, as a general rule, people have more money. So, fair enough, maybe way back when you could buy a burger for three quid and probably still can now. But, like, you know, these days you might be paying seven or eight quid for a burger, but it's going to be a memorable burger. You're going to remember it. You're going to enjoy it. It's not just going to be any old burger that you could have cooked yourself at home. Yeah, no. You know, like
0: you're right, and and sort of if you if you're going down that road, there's like a lot of places where I've seen where, you know, they're doing like a certain sort of style of burger, like an Angus, but then you you also get the history of the of the cow, and like yeah. you're getting you're getting the full story. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's the guy saying this is 100% Angus, and this is the farmer, and this is how he raises his cattle. Blah blah blah, and yeah. and you know, it's 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 much more of a thing now, um, and. Yeah. And I don't think it's a bad thing that food's costing more money because, for one, I think we all can overeat. um, And maybe we all consume a little bit too much. Um, And maybe maybe if things were a little bit more pricey, um, you know, that that would sort of reduce. Um, One thing I talked about um, with Elliot's coffee van is, where are you on the recyclables? Because this is a big thing as well now. Are you are you, yeah. are you sort of going down that road as well? Like, talk to us yeah, about so where you're at with thing. that.
1: Yeah, this is a big thing for me as well. And from the word go, like, I was like, definitely going to have biodegradable, recyclable, and recycled packaging. So, like, that's what right. I always use. It. I try to avoid using single use plastic, where, well, I don't use it in any of my packaging. Yeah. But sometimes, you know, you buy products that, you know, for example, the other day I ordered wooden forks, right? Yeah. Biodegradable, recycled, recyclable wooden forks. Yeah, yeah. But then they come a hundred in a pack and there's a hundred in a plastic bag. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I can't avoid that because I'm ordering a thousand forks to be delivered and that's how they deliver them and I don't know that's how they're going to be delivered. But, you know, so I do try and avoid that and sometimes it's unavoidable but like you can work towards making it better but, that's a really big thing for me. Like I can't deal with climate, what they call like climate change deniers because yeah. I have been around the world. Like I've not only just been to South America on this trip that I've just come back from, but I've also been like traveling around South America, Southeast Asia, sorry, North yeah. America, Canada. And I've been fortunate enough to go to some of the most beautiful beaches in the world in like Southeast Asia and mm-hmm. in the Caribbean and stuff. And like, the, there's plastic everywhere like it's insane
0: yeah like it's... To
1: get get you know go go to an island fair enough and there's loads of tourism and the hotel pay people to pick up the litter from the beach that you're staying in and you don't see the plastic because mm. they're paid to pick it up but then if you go and hire a boat and you go to that tropical island out in the middle of the sea that you can see and you go out there where there's no staff there to pick up that litter yeah yeah it's, it's mental. Like. The islands are covered in. There's like one island I went to, there was a TV in the middle of a rainforest. Wow. It had just obviously been flooded from there. Mm-hmm. Like loads of things. And it's totally true. And it's like, it is a thing. And even if climate change isn't a thing, which I do not agree with, I do think it is a thing. Even if it's not a thing, like, would you like someone to just come and empty a load of plastic shit onto your front garden? It's like, no. It's just like, we need to get rid of all this plastic because it's horrible.
0: Yeah. Do you know what? Um, and every single person and, and hats off to you and, and to Elliot's, you know, you use a, um, small time, small time retailers, but you're making an active effort to reduce you, your waste, but you've got larger, you know, much bigger retailers. Um, pizza boxes, I think are the scourge of the world. Um, yeah. they just, they just don't degrade. Um, and I think these bigger companies should should make bigger steps to getting rid of plastics, but yeah, we as well, can, yeah. individuals should make a a stance. And I'll, I'll sort of go back to the coffee thing. Um, I used to go to sort of you know Costa and Starbucks, and I used to get like a, a, a takeaway cup. And then I was doing like five a week, and I thought, well, do you know, I mean? that's twenty a month. Um, why don't I just buy a cup? And then mm. I'm dropping 20, twenty a month. And if everyone did that, um but you're right what you said, is, uh, you know I you do the big shop and you break down all your packaging and you're left with an absolute bomb and you think
1: this it's it's so so no. excessive. Um It's 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 awful. Like I don't understand like why is a cabbage wrapped in plastic in a seat because yeah. <laughs> it's got well, like, is it... its own leaves, like the leaves just take the leaves off, that's like its own packaging. Yep. I was really pleased the other day. I went into Morrison's last week, and I read online. I did used to work for Morrison's head office, so I'm a bit of a like. Yeah, shout out Morrison. I love Morrison's. Yeah, but like, yeah, yeah. Um, I went. I read online that they were trialing in some stores removing like packaging from things, so vegetables will go back to being fully loose. So you wouldn't be able to buy like a bag of carrots; you would just get carrots loose, and you take yep. as many as you want. Yeah, like, that's amazing. So I went into store into the Kendall store like last week and it's obvious that I think they must be trialing it. That must be one of the trial stores because a lot of the vegetable is like out and open. They do still have some things in packaging but it's not like before. It's like but it just looks so nice as well. Like visually like you can see what you buy buying it's like right there. Yeah. It looks really colourful because like fruit and veg is colourful. Like it's just a nice thing to look at. It's so nice. I was really pleased. No, no, again it's 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 great and as well sort of with with milk whatever sort of
0: milk you consume dairy non-dairy whatever it is cartons of milk why aren't they just in sort of big vats and you just wash out your reusable carton and yeah. you just bring you you know you take your bags to the shops now why don't you say right we've got to get milk i've got to take me carton you know there's there, straight away there's a there's a hell of a lot of plastic just reduced yeah. straight away yeah. what's the What's the big thing? Oh, well, it's this hygiene. Well, I'm, I don't agree with that. I think we've gone a little bit too far with all of this. Um, what's more important is that we sustain and look after the planet, the one planet that we've got. Until yeah. we sort of go Star Trek and we, and we colonise another 25 planets, um, we need to start taking better care of the one we've got. Um, yeah,
1: definitely, yeah. Even, because, even It's just like, oh, God, yeah, it stresses me out. Yeah, well... Even if, even if like all the plastic in the world wasn't affecting animals and wildlife that are eating it and killing it and it's getting into people yeah. and all this. And when you eat, if that wasn't happening, just stop using so much plastic because it just looks horrible. Even if the only yeah. impact was the visual impact of finding plastic all over beaches, that's surely enough.
0: Yeah, no, um, plastic, absolutely. um So how long have you been in business then as a greedy gringo and sort of um, You've got a have you got a is it a van you've converted or is it a store like you pull with a van, I couldn't work it out from the photo?
1: Just it's just um I'm just starting out with a gazebo and sort of going to events with the gazebo just because it's sort of cheaper. Yeah. In the terms of setting up and seeing if this is what I want to do.
0: <laughs> I might yeah, end up
1: no. going to going back and being an accountant, who knows? I might realise I loved it. Um <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I've been going for like I came back back from my travels, I came back to the UK december the 23rd i I just rocked up at my parents house which was nice um (laughs) as a surprise so i came back then and then i started getting it going so i've sort of been working to keep the money coming in and then uh setting this up on the side then now i'm starting to go part-time with work and focus on this now because it's taking off and i've got a booking every weekend now until october so that's great brilliant um so it is is going well people have received it well I think people seem to I've had a lot of help from I think it's I need to acknowledge like you know my friends and my family around me have been so supportive and like helping me giving me me support like you know graphic designer friends helping me to design my logo and design and I think that's a good thing because it you know considering my business is so young I like to think it has quite a good sort of branding and it looks very together and I think that. I, I would say I would say from your sort of social
0: media and I've only seen what you're doing on Instagram and um, I think it looks brilliant I think your logo is brilliant it's colorful it, it draws you in um, you know you've got the right sort of message on there and I'm already sort of thinking in my own mind oh I would I, I wouldn't mind trying the food do you know what I mean I genuine yeah. you know it, it, you give that image. Um, on on social media, how how do you find it? I, have you had to learn social media? Are you fairly comfortable like, with it?
1: I already... So I did um, a blog whilst I was travelling, so sort of, Cool. Writing about places I've been, writing about my experiences whilst I was travelling, just something to do, really. Yeah. Um, and I had an Instagram with that, so I'm quite good with Instagram. I'm not yeah. very good at, like, increasing followers, but I'm quite, I am quite I sort of enjoy taking pictures, and making things look nice. Like, what's the word, I think? Did it? What, how, what do you call it when somebody organizes a library what's that called Or uh, OCDC no yeah that as well <laughs> what's the no, word no I,
0: I I know what you're saying when it takes certain photos and it builds a bigger picture
1: yeah and it's yeah. like it, like oh what's the word I can't remember but it's like Instagram organizing or whatever like I'm kind of, right. like thinking about is it collating no, I don't know anyway
0: oh, coll- oh a collage no. is the word no, collage no
1: no? no no I'm talking crap now so <laughs> but like, I like I like th- you know thinking about the overall picture of how things look like. Yeah, no, no, it yeah it together. How, what the overall image is like. How the next post goes with the last post. Like doing oh, that's cool. and engaging. I do enjoy doing that, but then I'm not very good with Twitter, and I'm all right with Facebook. So
0: well, or, um, I've just <laughs> found I, I've just found a new platform this weekend, um, yeah. called called TikTok, and um, that's fantastic. Like that. That really is fantastic. And I think for people who have visual businesses who are telling stories, TikTok's definitely one to to, 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 to get hold of now early. Um, and it lets you post onto Facebook and Instagram from TikTok as well, so you can sort of save time by thinking, I'm going to have to do, another, do three posts. You can do the one post and put it across all platforms. Um, yeah, it's just a really good um, platform. Really good. Um, some of sort of the big... Um, i say influences, I don't know if that's the right word, but the likes of Gary V. he's been talking about it recently saying it's the next, it is the next platform. Do you know what I mean? It is that Marketing, one that's coming. Yeah. And he said, it's going to, it's going to take the place of either Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. One of those three are going to pay. um, Because of, of the strength of what TikTok is. So it's definitely worth checking out. You'll, you'll have a lot of fun with it. Um, we're absolutely smashing through this, mate. So it's a testament to, to the stories that we've got. Um, so we're going to sort of move on to um, the the sort of close down um, Good, yeah. to part of the show that I called the five watts. Um, oh here we go. So the first what is what's the greatest
1: piece of advice you've been given? So the greatest piece of advice I've ever been given, I think, which I always go back to, is actually some. It's not wasn't even that I don't even think this person would think that they were even giving me advice. But it was like when I was sat at my desk, one of my colleagues at Morrison's head office. And I just, I was sort of, you know, like we were good friends and colleagues and that. And we went to get a coffee and I was just telling her, I just don't know what to do with life or whatever. What, <laughs> what do I want to do? What do I want to be? Do I want to do this first my, And she just said to me, she was like, ultimately nobody's going to fix this apart from you. Like you're yeah. the only person that has it. You are the only person that's responsible for and has the control and the ability to change anything in your life. Yeah. And that really stuck with me. And like, and I know it's a really simple and obvious thing, but it's so true. Like, yeah. And then it was that day that I rang this stage and I was like, right, you know what? I want to quit my job and go traveling and like do something for myself and figure out what I want to do. Yeah. So instead of talking about doing it like everybody else, I'm going to do it. I'm the only person that can make that decision. Yeah. i really stuck with what she said and,
0: yeah. Fair fair play to her. No, uh, that's good. Thank you, Steph. Thanks, Steph. (laughs) Steph, well done. Giving out, dropping the truth bomb. Um, Yeah. Second one,
1: uh, what's on your bucket list? Is there anything left? My bucket list, something that I really, is a bit of a life bucket list for me, is why I'm setting up the Greedy Gringo is because, um... I want to get into a position where I'm in the UK sort of like maybe March to December time, like doing events, summer festivals, that kind of thing, Christmas markets, those sorts of things. And then every year, January, February, when I imagine that street food scene dies down a bit because no one's got any money that I'll get to go traveling every single year. That's like my life goal dream, how where I want my life to be is that I can go traveling every year for a couple of months. Um, so that's kind of a life bucket list. Also, one other thing that I really want to do is I want to buy um, a Land Rover Defender and drive across Africa.
0: Wow! Yeah, there we go. <laughs> no, and then you can incorporate African food into your oh, uh, could. In, into your menu. I could no, um, I'll add it in. No, that's a proper adventure that made straight across, bosh. Um, yeah, yeah, that's that's a that's a class one. Um, this will be an interesting one. Um, what's been your
1: toughest day? Toughest day? I honestly don't know. I know that this is a really bad answer because...
0: Hey, sometimes people haven't had it yet. Do you know what I mean? Some people haven't had it.
1: I feel like I've had lots of tough days. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't honestly be able to remember what my toughest day was.
0: That means because if that's the case, then you haven't had it yet. No, I
1: don't think so.
0: I had a guy on who said about this and then sort of said, he, he's had his toughest day and it was like, everyone will have tough days but when you have that day, that'll be the day that is the one that you're sort of marking your calendar and go, if I can get past that day, then I can, any other day is not going to be, you know what I mean? Like that's, that that's the day. So, um, yeah. No, right, if you haven't had it yet, you haven't had it yet. Um, no. Same with this one. Uh, what's been your happiest day?
1: Happiest day? I would say would be mm, I don't know, really. happiest, happiest, happiest. I've got lots of happy days. My happiest day, I think, is when. I went like, yeah, I would say it's probably like the day that I went to the airport to fly and go travelling.
0: The ultimate adventure.
1: Like, yeah, because it was like an, exactly that, yeah.
0: Yeah, it was a it's really a total unknown.
1: Me, you know, to make this decision to give up this career, which is mm-hmm. corporate really money and all career, that. Safe, like, yeah. well, you know, well paid, blah, 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 blah. Like it was a very big deal for me to do this, to sell my house, to quit everything, to start again. And it, was a, a re- it, was, it was, wasn't easy, you know, like selling the house was problems with that with surveys. And I've handed up noticing at work, blah, 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 blah. And there was all this pressure looming. And I was like, is this the right decision I've made? You know, should I have really done this? Like, am I just being reckless? You know, there was people that supported me on it. There was other people. I actually even lost some friends over it who just thought I was like running away from life and stuff. Well, that's... So stopped being my friend, which I found very bizarre. Yeah,
0: that's... Um... you'll always get that.
1: But yeah, I think my happiest day because it was like this is it now. Like I'm doing what I want to do and I need to do this. And I've boxed everything off. I've sold my house. I've got the money behind me. I've bought nah. it, I've got to rent it out. Blah, 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 blah. Like and that was a really important day for me. So that's probably my happiest day.
0: Fair play. now, and, and yeah. you know fair, fair fair play for having the courage to to make that big decision. And there's a lot of people out there who wish they'd done something if oh if I could only do it again I'd do this well you still can do it you're just afraid yeah it. exactly
1: that's um, I would say that was that would be my best advice I would give anyone yeah no <laughs> fair enough stop talking about doing it just do it just
0: do it Um the fifth and final what what's next either for yourself or as a business
1: or maybe it's both um so I'm going to keep going with doing the you know more about catering going to events and that kind of thing but I think ultimately I would like to sort of create a brand out of the Greedy Gringo, take it yeah. into like a little, there's a lot There's a lot that needs to be done to get there, but I'm already learning a lot about it. I'm already refining things, refining, refining menu items, refining my branding. And I want to get to a point where I like I've got maybe a cool little South American themed like restaurant vibe thing, you know, somewhere very informal, not with a lot of seats. Uh, people come in and, you know, like can taste South American food and it's like South American music and sort of that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, there's. I, I can't think of it, but there's definitely a place in Leeds and I've been once and it was in like an arcade and it was a Colombian restaurant and it was near one of the theatres and for the life of me, I can't remember what it was called, but I remember it would be ex- been sort of uh, exceptional food. Um, yeah, sorry, I can't remember its name, but... Uh,
1: yeah, I know... I know what you mean. One of my friends has been whilst I was away travelling. I've never been or used to live in Leeds. But one of my friends went
0: there. No, perfect. Um, Look, uh, it's been absolutely fantastic to have you on. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, um, the greedy gringo. uh, Sort of an insight into just making changes and being bold and being brave and seeing where it's going to go. And if you've got a dream, then chase it. And, and see where it leads you you know um, yeah. don't be afraid there's a lot of people out there who've had oh I've got a good job or a steady job or you know just going through the motions but I think you know um, you just have to um, don't be ants that's that's what you said earlier on in the show don't be ants you know yeah. f- find, your, find your own way um, Kyle where can people find you on social where can people find
1: you and um, so, what's your
0: next event you're going to
1: yeah but yeah i'll definitely follow up on that like don't be an ant just do (laughs) it if you want to do something right do it don't sit around saying you want to do something just get up and do it today like not tomorrow next week not next month yeah on social media you can find at the greedy gringo yeah facebook the greedy gringo and then twitter i think it's just called greedy gringo not greedy gringo Right. Um, someone's, someone's I'm on there. People can come. I try and do a story every day of like how things are going and like cool. story today. I've got the washing up to do from the weekend, so that's fun. <laughs> um, nice. Um, but, yeah, it's been really good. Thank you for having me on. It's been
0: no so, brilliant. And important. where can watch your next um, watch your next uh, event or where can where can people actually come and taste the food next week? Oh, or or
1: so this week next... I'm in um, Stockport at Vice. Right. Which is like a cool, sort of trendy bar that does wine and beer. Awesome. Um, and then the middle of September, I uh, forgot, sorry, I should have had the date. No, it's, it's
0: all right. Don't but worry the about you know. it.
1: Middle, yeah, middle of September, I'm at the factory tap in Kendall for two days. So that's a good one. That's always a great event there. They have lots of street food there. It's really well hyped up. There's always lots Yeah,
0: of nice. There. Yeah, no, that's really great.
1: good the year and stuff. So that I would highly recommend people coming to that, come in there. It's a really that's
0: nice it. Place. No, it's brilliant. Um, ladies and gentlemen, it's been the greedy gringo. I'll definitely be trying it and everyone else should definitely try it. And sort of, that's another Eagle podcast done and done. Another fantastic guest who's give up the time to come and tell us a little bit of the story, um, follow them, catch them on Insta, Facey and, and all the other places where they can be found. Um, Coming up on a few shows, time I've got a guy coming on who's going to talk about um, SEO search engine optimization and why your website should drive your business, not your social media. And um, dead looking forward to that one because it's a bit of an interesting topic. Uh, so keep an eye out for that one, Kyle Greedy Gringo. Thanks very much for coming on. I shall catch you later on.
1: Thank you. Cheers. Adios.
0: Adios.